This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. Welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast 2023. 2023. We survived. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. You're back. I'm back. My name's Matt Scalina. Yeah, Matt. Oh, I'm quite right. <laughs> <laughs> How's your trip? You guys uh, tell I, us where you, you know were. What? Yeah, I was away in Colombia. It was great. Worth it. Our guest today, Al, Alan Haig yeah. from uh, Impact Commercial, was talking about all his friends who got caught in yeah. Mexico and... I kind of got in that situation as well. I left on the day. It's amazing. The night before I left, it was like, felt like plus two, plus three. It was like the 17th or 18th of December. I moved my car because there's construction going on on my block. And I thought, this is going to, everything's going to work out perfectly. Woke up in the morning to half a foot of snow or whatever it was. Yeah, missed three or four flights (laughs) on the way. Yeah, so I spent about three days in Montreal. How's that? You know what? Not bad. Unexpected it did, stop. Unexpected stop in Montreal, but there's worse places to hang around for a couple of days. <laughs> Didn't have a winter jacket, which was problematic. But other than that, it was, uh, no, it was great. And then we, uh, yeah, spent 10 days instead of 14 in the sun. And yeah, good, good time. Yeah. What about you? You were in, Disney, you were back in we're, Disneyland. We're back. I feel like we've talked more about Disneyland. We're back in Disneyland. Show. I felt like when I went and checked in, the girl was like, oh, welcome back, Corey. Like, it's like, they know me by name now. I think that's a... <laughs> So, yeah, so we ended up in Disneyland, kind of gave the kids the option, like, hey, where do you guys want to go for Christmas? Fingers crossed they're going to say And Maui. you literally said, like, anywhere in the world. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Not that they really know much more. <laughs> they, <laughs> they knew of a few places. So if I gave them anywhere in the world, I felt better for myself. But yeah. knowing I was only get one of four answers. So I have my fingers crossed. They want to go back to Maui. And they're like, Disneyland. And then I'm like, no, guys, really? And they're like, Disneyland. I'm like, I'll joke inside. Where do you want to go? They're like, Disneyland. So sure enough, we end up in Disneyland. So I'm I'm very proud to say that this year we'll probably be nominated for the individuals who rode the Matterhorn the most <laughs> in 2022 between our two trips. So we did that. We came, the, the massive snow dump was the day before we were supposed to get home. So we're sitting in Anaheim, like watching our flight and news constantly thinking we're going to hopefully get on. And we yeah. got to the airport in Anaheim about 10 a.m. I think we departed about 6.30 p.m. Yeah. And we got in probably around like 9.30 or 10. And then we got stuck on the tarmac for probably like another hour. So we didn't, got there at 10 in the morning and it felt like we probably got home at midnight or something like that. It was such a long day. But I we feel got like everybody, yeah, yeah, on the way home, we were in from the airport in Bogota and Colombia to, to Vancouver, 23 hours, which, wow. Well, yeah. I will say when we did land and we, again, this is probably like 11.30 or 11 o'clock, we're trekking through YVR. I've never seen so many people everywhere sleeping in the airport because oh. you're, you're coming on the catwalk on the top so you can yeah. see down yeah and there was bags everywhere people everywhere this is day this is day two f- first day after the massive dump so the chaos is still taking place i felt just horrible for all these people oh. everywhere. you know what even i got back on the first and the they had cordoned off an area of lo- like the lost baggage 
yeah. just a nightmare, like just insane. It's crazy how, how long it's taking. I think, you know, we were talking about planes, trains, and automobiles a lot over this trip and what a great movie that is. <laughs> but it, clearly, I mean, it's from the 80s. So like this happens every Christmas yeah. or Thanksgiving, I guess, in that, in, in the movie. But it does feel like a lot of this is still COVID, like a COVID hangover. Like we yeah. can't get stuff right. And man, I'm well, so sick like, I don't want to criticize anyone because I have no idea how to run an airport. Right. But our, our pilot coming home said they, so they left the gate, he said at like 10, 15 in the morning. But they actually didn't get off the runway in Vancouver until about three-ish. So they're on the tarmac for what, five and a half hours? Yeah. They ran out of de-icer. So again, I don't want to criticize anyone because I don't know how to run an airport. Yeah. But, but I would think maybe something like de-icer, salt. Snow plows would be things you'd probably want a lot of. So clearly something happened, but apparently that was one of the big hiccups getting planes out the next day was they couldn't de-ice them to get them out. Well, even I mean, not to go, this is an unplanned uh, yeah. wine fest, we're, we're I guess. We're both but... going to walk through YVR next time and we're going to get like taken to like the strip searching at the TSA. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to, we're going down. But like we, so I flew in from a flight on a flight from Montreal and we got in at, I, I thought, wow, that was, you know, we were late by about an hour and a half, but like, okay, it all worked out. Let's get home. And it took over an hour for the bags to come out. You're like, what yeah. is going And And it was like at 1130 at night. So you're like, there's not a ton of people here. Like, why? Well, What's they, going they, on? They're rummaging through to take all the good stuff out yeah. before they, they put them on. The, <laughs> I guess they're, do, they're, doing, they're doing Christmas shopping yeah. <laughs> before they put them on. But um, anyway, as we said, Corey, we have Alan Haig. He is the managing partner at Impact Commercial. Uh, he, of course, has been on the show a number of times. I would say for sure, past guest fan favorite. Definitely. With an emphasis on fan favorite. Yeah. Just a genuinely super nice guy. Yeah. And genuinely super bright guy. So he's, totally. uh, he's, he's the whole package. We wanted to have him kick off this year. I feel like we have him kick off every year for us. He kind of sets it up right now. Interest rates and inflation are all the talk. He talks about you know what to expect potentially. Where do they go? Some highlights, maybe some lowlights, what to do. We ask him where he would invest. So we get a lot of really good insight of what 2023 will look like and where best to kind of look to look for opportunities if there is out there and uh, Al does a good job. on You know what? And, and a grizzled veteran. Yeah. He's seen it all. And also similar to yourself, he invests in a lot of different asset classes and he's been doing it for a long time, very and, successfully. And does it, does it very, very well. And you I mean, he's a guy where he's, he gives you the information, not only from like the lender side of things, cause that's the side he's working on. But as you alluded to, he's also a buyer as well. So right. he understands what it takes to make a good deal. He understands what it takes to be a buyer in challenging times. And that's why I said, in my opinion, they're one of the best in the business. Everything we always have, we always default back to Al and he's never let us down. So he's a great guy to have set up the year for all of our listeners for us. Well, maybe with that intro, we should cut to our talk with Alan Haig, managing partner at Impact Commercial. Enjoy guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial, John, Alan, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. Okay, so we're here with Alan Haig, managing partner at Impact Commercial, and I will say past guest fan favorite, Al, if you don't mind. How you doing, Al? 
Happy New Year. I am doing fabulous, guys. How are you doing? Happy New Year, by the way. We're doing great. It's good to be back. It's been a couple weeks. We were just chatting before we hit record here. I think everybody needed a couple weeks off, but it's good to it's good to be back on the mic. Maybe can you start, Al, by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? I guess, yeah. Managing partner of Impact Commercial, doing sort of all sorts of different stuff on the commercial real estate finance. We've been doing a lot of presentations recently in regards to all the moving parts that's happening with inflation and interest rates, you name it. So I think most of the guests know me by now, but you know, that's what's keeping me busy recently. So Al, that's why we wanted to have you on today. You I mean, we're 2023. It feels like everyone talks about inflation and interest rates every second hour out there right now. You guys are on the forefront of this and understand it probably better than most out there. Definitely better than us on the mics here. Can you maybe just, we'll throw it out there to start it off. What do you guys anticipate? How does 2023 look over the next 12 months? Do we have continued interest rate rises? Do we cool that off? Do we anticipate them to pull off at some point? What do you guys anticipate the next 12 months might unfold like? Well, you know what? That's a great question. One of those aspects which I have to answer honestly is I don't know. You know, we've, we thought inflation would be sort of tamed a little earlier. There was lots of chat earlier on in 2022 that inflation was just transitory, which for all the listeners out there, transitory means that, you know, it's a short term, it'll get worked out. So if supply chain issues get uh, resolved and the inflation comes down, unfortunately, we just haven't seen that inflation come down. Kind of a little bit, you know, expected, a little bit unexpected in regards to the central banks, uh, which, you know, for us, it's the Bank of Canada and the Federal Reserve, where they are, there's really hawkish, man. They are raising uh, their short-term rates, their overnight lending rate, you know, much more aggressively than what we had, uh, we had expected at the beginning of 2022. But I guess we're, we're in the environment that we're in right now. And, and, you know, as I've been saying for the last couple of months, it's, we're just, uh, you know, people are sitting on their hands right now. We're just waiting to get clarity. And, and we haven't seen a great deal of clarity, certainly not for people to kind of make that, uh, you know, long-term, you know, you know, decision. Uh, say if you're going to be, you know, buying like a, you know, multi-million dollar commercial real estate property, just times are a little bit uncertain. So that's sort of like the current market. I can give you a little bit of where we think is kind of going forward in the future as well. Yeah, please uh, But do. I figured I'd stop and just let you kind of just uh, ask any questions on, on sort of what we've kind of gone through right now. Yeah, Al, you know, I was just going to say, I can't remember another moment in my life where I get up in the morning excited to hear about the jobs numbers. And then it's surprising and everyone's surprised, which happened this morning. We should timestamp at January 6th, I guess, which probably means we're in for another rate hike uh, for sure. But it, it's starting to feel like, you know, and you mentioned transitory. I think we're definitely past that stage, but this, this prolonged period of like, when is this, when is there going to be some relief? And I guess people getting jobs is not a bad thing, but uh, from the standpoint of wanting the Bank of Canada to take their foot off the gas, the hits keep on coming. Now, I guess on the positive side, for me at least, is even with the jobs report out this morning is, you know, I'm seeing a lot more, a lot more cracks, you know, these days, you know, we really strongly feel that we're closer to the top of the tightening cycle than we are the bottom of the tightening cycle. So it is, uh, you know, those big rate movements by the Bank of Canada, are, you know, are, are largely done kind of expecting 20, uh, you know, a bunch of 25 basis points increases, you know, over the next little bit. And uh, I'm just shocked at the jobs number, you know, to be frank, is that, uh, 
we still keep uh, growing at, you know, quite an impressive clip. So, you know, if you were in the Bank of Canada's shoes, is, is what would you do if your, your inflation is 7%? So we understand why they're going to be doing it. The more that they do uh, the increases of their overnight lending rates, which is important for a lot of the listeners there, is like we not only follow these rates, but we follow the yield curve. And the simplest thing for all the listeners is, is uh, you know, a yield curve is really it uh, compares the short term rate versus the longer term rate. And a normal yield curve is kind of like a you know line straight up where short term rates are lower than longer term rates. Kind of like you have to have a you know a premium to go in and, and lock in longer. Is it, kind of the thing. Now in a normal market, that's you know that's what happens. Right. We are now in, in an inverted yield curve, which means. Due to policy rate increases, it's like like the short term rates are higher than the longer term rate. You know, those are always you know this time it's always you know a leading indicator of recession. So we're pretty much confident. You know, a lot of the you know I'm just looking at uh, you know TD's interest rate forecast, which they are predicting you know rates to come down in the not too distant future. A lot of the other financial institutions are are also predicting the the rates to come down as well. So, you know, I, I think we're just in the short term period where you got to live with what it is right now. And then, you know, I think that good times will return, especially from a real estate investment when it, with lower interest rates sometime, you know, the second half of 2023. Now, Al, you talk a little bit about that. Do you have an idea potentially, or, you know, we'll take out your crystal ball and we're going to hold you to everything you say on the show. Do you have an idea potentially when those rates might start to come off? Is there kind of an anticipated timeline that are we talking spring, summer, winter? <laughs> I think we got 12 months of, of rates being at this level for, for the overnight rate, for the Bank of Canada's rate. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that we are going down. In fact, I think we could probably go up, you know, one or two more times of 25 basis points each. And, uh, again, just to fight inflation. So that's kind of where we're at with that one. Uh, I wish I had better news. Like it's a, it's a funny little thing. So that's where we're at right now. And Al, you mentioned this is you know where we're at, and you know this is what we have to deal with. Can you talk a little bit about what's coming across your desk right now, and maybe even the latter half of 2022? In residential, obviously, we just got the year-end stats, and you know the slowdown is dramatic, right? Can you talk about how? your business and I guess commercial lending in general has fared over over the course of the last six months and and what you see over the next couple months? Yeah, now, uh, and so what I can say on it is like, it's, I always will think back over the, you know, however many years, couple of decades more that I've been in business. And it is, yeah, we're seeing a slowdown right now, but I don't really worry about it too much. There's so much strength and positivity within, you know, the BC marketplace that it is, yeah, we're going to see the slowdown, but the immigration coming in, all this positive stuff that, you know, once we kind of get through this, you know, speed bump, you know, come 2020, end of 2023, beginning of 2024, you know, there's, there's too much positivity for our markets to not just go back up gangbusters. So we're, we're just at that stage right now where. We're working with a lot of clients just to either, you know, bridge, uh, you know, you know, an opportunistic purchase from right now into 12 months and see where it is. And we're always in that creativity of trying to help, you know, entrepreneurial individuals, both the boys and the girls, to, you know, achieve some of their objectives through commercial real estate investing. A lot of, a lot more owner occupiers in this is like the owner occupiers with their businesses is that they are committed to the long term, like 10, 20 years. So, 
you know, they're still out there purchasing, you know, good properties, you know, to house their staff, transit corridors, industrial, you know, shortage of supply. They just need to get whenever it is and they'll pay as much as they can, as much as they need to and take on as much of an interest rate to secure that because they make way more money on uh, on their the success of their business than, you know, on, you know, uh, one or two interest, uh, one or two percent of an interest rate increase. So that truck is uh, keeps on barreling down the highway for our uh, local business people. The entrepreneurs are still out there doing that stuff. I've seen a little construction come back, which we haven't had for really nine months. It's almost been, you know, on, at least on our side, uh, to a great uh, degree, pens down from a lot of the, the developers, you know, and the fact that they just can't get the performance depends out as, as well uh, as they need to. Al, you mentioned about owner-occupiers there and stuff like that. Have you seen the lending criteria for owner-occupiers change dramatically over the past you know six months as interests have risen? And, and I guess for the listener's standpoint, you know, maybe owner-occupiers that could achieve a 90% loan to value or 80% loan to value because the interest rates have shot up so much. Had those loan to value ratios and criteria changed dramatically for those owner-occupiers looking to enter the market? Not really. There's still a lot of liquidity out there. And when you're owner occupier is that the, one of the beautiful things about it, an owner occupier is you can use all that, you know, great, positive, robust net operating income from the business to support the mortgage, which is different from the, the standard investment purchase where all everybody knows is like, you know, the, the income from the property supports the mortgage and it's got to meet their, their requirements. But when you're in a good, strong business with positive income, yeah, like that income will have to go to support higher debt payments uh, versus being paid out to dividends to the shareholders. But at least, you know, you're securing your your property and, uh, you know, for the long term. Like I was meeting with one of my closest clients this morning and we were just sort of chatting around. And, you know, when, when you have a 20-year mindset for an owner-occupier or a 30-year mindset and you have staff considerations, you know, the, the additional cost of, you know, these one, two, three percent interest rate increase pale in, you know, recruiting good staff. Yeah. Retaining good staff. Uh, like, you know, Corey, you know, with your your group is that, you know, you want your uh, your guys to stick around for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Like, that's when you do it. And, you know, a lot of our uh, owner occupiers, that's their same mentality. They make way more income. They can create way more of a business culture by, you know, getting the right property, even at the higher interest rates, uh, you know, when you, you've got that longer term view. Now, over the past, you mean, call it better part of a year, half a year as interest rates have continued to gone up, you guys see deals coming in. Have you seen more deals come in from a certain area as interest rates have surged, let's say as like Kelowna or Kamloops, maybe than you saw before? Just asking for a friend if anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We are, uh, I, you know, I'm proud to say is like we've got a very entrepreneurial group of clients. And what, what I can say is like, like, I guess the city of Vancouver, it's better to say it's like the city of Vancouver has become so institutional that, you know, most of the owner occupiers, most of the investment guys, looking outside of the city in Vancouver, uh, you know, so they're going to, you know, east of the Fraser, you know, out into the Surrey's, Langley's, Abbotsford's, Missions, Chilliwack's, uh, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, the interior keeps blowing up, uh, you know, Vancouver Island keeps going, uh, blowing up. Like, I'm amazed at, uh, you know, some of the stuff, uh, you know, coming in from Nanaimo, Parksville, Campbell River, Comox. It is surprising. Likewise, it's like getting uh, apartment uh, buildings and, you know, small little ones and, you know, and the, you know, Kamloops, Sycamus, you know, Penticton, all these things are, you know, they're, they're coming across and it's just, it sort of goes to show that, you know, the strength of, you know, BC's market in particular, 
is is quite strong. You know, uh, past like five, ten years ago, is nobody would look outside of the Lower Mainland. Now, you know, it's it's probably more often than not, your you know entrepreneurs are looking outside of of the Lower Mainland for their next purchase. So I guess a follow up question to that is area followed by asset class during this challenging time have you seen a shift in any one asset class where more buyers are looking to to get into that one knowing there's higher interest rates coming okay so i guess where it kind of comes into it is like the the two basic food groups are always going to be the uh, the same for right now it's the industrial and it's the uh, rental uh, so you know there's still a lot of buyers looking to go after that industrial's probably got the ro- most robust number of buyers just the redevelopment you know abilities of industrials just the dynamics are so strong so a lot of people are still looking at that and you know and all over the place you know mainly it's important to be sort of closer to you know more urban areas for the uh, for the industrial but again it's just like it's it's strong it's growing everywhere i, I can't can't tell you it's just like it's everywhere you know you you know, Nanaimo, there's a shortage of, of industrial all, all over the place. The uh, multifamily rentals, like, it's, uh, you know, 500,000 annual immigration coming in. Like, you know, it's just, it, it's it's a very impressive on the strength of the market. So, you know, you can uh, go to anywhere and you're seeing, uh, you know, opportunities. I would say for me right now is a few more opportunities in the uh, the secondary markets right now, just because of, a, it's higher cap rates, the lesser competition uh, of purchasers. So you're getting a little bit more, you know, transactional activity in some of those areas because the lenders are still quite happy going to uh, the Vancouver Island, the interior, where in the past 10 years ago, they wouldn't. Yeah. Al, I'm just thinking about, so we've got asset class, we have where, what about when? Now, we talked when John Switzer was on the program, Corey made a case, and he's definitely putting his money where his mouth is in terms of acquisitions recently. But I'm wondering, if you were trying to time this market, do you see, is patience a virtue right now, or is or is now the moment to be looking for, for deals? You know, that's a great, uh, great question. So I'm in the market as well, and don't really want to be uh, giving away my secret sauce on all this kind of stuff here. But you know what, for for you guys in this, uh, this podcast, you're going to get the inside uh, feedback on what I'm planning and then what my clients are looking to do. And so, you know, sort of last year, September, uh, you know, pretty much everybody was kicked the can into the new year. So we've kicked the can into the new year. We are thinking that it's the quarter two of this year is going to be a very opportunistic time to look to secure some properties. I've been talking to a few of the institutions that we're working with and, you know, they, they have, you know, much more moderate objectives, uh, acquisition objectives this year. You know, they're taking a pause for Q1, but, uh, you know, Q2, Q3, they are going to start to look to, at opportunities. And so, you know, I don't pretend to be the smartest guy out there, but, you know, kind of we put things together and it looks like, you know, Q2, Q3 might be, you know, an optimal time. You know, if we are in 2025 and we're looking back, is uh, it might be a great time to to purchase coming up here. Knowing the interest rates where they are and chances are where they're going to be at for the net foreseeable future, what makes a good deal right now in your eyes? What makes a good deal? I guess where it kind of comes into it, I should say, is that, you know, the individuals, if you're not doing an owner-occupier kind of situation, which we can, you know, we think is kind of on the lower risk side, is, you know, uh, I guess, you know, no risk, no reward. 
And, you know, the, uh, the best, uh, you know, purchases I've made, the best purchases the clients have made have been kind of when nobody else is uh, wanting to take that risk. Because when the, the market doesn't have any risk and things are going straight up is, you know, you got, you know, hundreds of people looking to purchase that one asset. Where right now is like you're getting, you know, three or four people looking at an asset. So it's, it's if you can get the right asset, the right location, the right tenant profile, which can be, you know, either a very short term or, a, you know, a, you know, institutionalized longer term one, you know, realistically, it's right now. Again, this is for, for the long term. Commercial real estate investing is the long term. So it's just like have that, you know, in the back of your mind. If you're investing for the long term, but interest rates are short term. You know, you can always, uh, you know, put a little bit more equity in at the beginning, uh, de-risk it a bit, but you can secure the property and then, you know, refinance out in a year or two with the, you know, uh, predicted lower rates. But if you wait for rates to lower, you're going to have missed out on that opportunity. And that's where, you know, you know, I kind of tell everybody is just like, you know, go and acquire when the market is thin. Right. When the market is thin, you can get that property. You can get a good deal. You can get good terms. Yeah, you may pay a higher borrowing costs, but at least you got it and you can sit on it for the next 20, 30 years and know you're in a good spot. Amen. Al, with this interest rate environment, I know we've talked a lot about fixed and variable in the past. And, you know, it seems like last year or the year before, everyone was in fixed and commercial. Can you talk about strategies right now that you would you would be employing if you were buying a commercial property in terms of the length of your term, maybe if a variable ever makes sense in the commercial world? It's a great question because I, I basically I feel this question every day, multiple times. And so where we end up kind of going into it is, and the best way for me to answer this thing here is everybody's hopefully heard of this is like you buy low and you sell high, right? So where we change, put it into it or align it with the commercial real estate and the mortgage market is, is like when interest rates are low, you go long. Okay. It makes sense. Like a couple of years ago, we were doing two and a quarter, 2.75%, five-year fixed rate. That's when you go long. Right. When interest rates are this high and, you know, I got a term sheet for, uh, from somebody and it was like 7% right now for a five-year term. And so you kind of come into it and you're like, going, listen, right? 7% for five years. Like, is that what you want to be locked in at? Because if you, if interest rates go down, say in 18 months and they come off 2% and the market is, you know, at four and a half percent interest rate and you're stuck at 7%, you got a massive penalty on that, like an absolutely massive penalty. And so today is like uh, in these markets is like, we're just not recommending that you lock in for a longer term at a very high rate. It's kind of counterproductive to the, you know, uh, buy low, sell high. Mm -hmm. So where we end up doing is we switch it out. Is like when you're at the, what we think is closer to the top of the interest rate environment is like, go short term. Like, so we are, we're getting variable, which, you know, isn't always the best because it's a prime plus uh, thing. So variable one and two year fixed terms is kind of what we, we stick with. But the benefits of that stuff there is that if interest rates come down in a, in a year or two, is that you're just going to roll your mortgage into a much lower interest rate at that time without any penalty. And that's when you would go into the longer five-year term. So this is just, it's kind of like bridging us to the, you know, hopeful or the, uh, the projected lower interest rates in a, in a year or two time. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So it's actually very similar to the residential strategy right now. This is why you call Al, because he tells you what's the best way to go. 
That's why that's what he's there for. Absolutely. This is strategy voice. Like this is where it kind of comes into it is, you know, this is what we we do. It's kind of like the the aspect is like, yes, we can facilitate the mortgage, but you know, we have uh, we feel a strong duty to all of our clients to, you know, give them the right advice as well as just, hey, here's your mortgage, but you know, I would never want to, I'd never feel good looking a client in the eye in a year's time or two years time and go, Hey, listen, you did a great job getting that five-year mortgage at that 7%, not when the interest rates are four and a half potentially. So it's just something that we just give the guidance and then, you know, it's just eyes wide open and you make the best choice on uh, that you can. So Al, what are you buying right now and where would you buy? That's a great question. Okay. So I'm actually looking for more covered land plate, which ends up being is I like Again, counterintuitive is I like properties, well-located properties. Some of them are like older sort of, uh, you know, strip mall types where, you know, we could potentially acquire at a reasonable rate, do some improvements and then, uh, you know, you know, hold on for potential lower interest rates in the future. But when you're looking at those things there, they're always seems to be, you got, they're hard to come by, but they are you know, well-located, you know, a little bit of income, future redevelopment, you know, opportunities. And so we're looking all over, you know, to be honest with you, the lower mainland, the interior as a primary, uh, you know, primary source. And are you looking for investors, though? Um, well, we, you know, we were related to, you know, at a, you know, separate group. I was just joking. Not to put you on the spot. I don't got any money. Matt's done so many sales in the residential market the last six months. He's looking to place it. Yeah. The one thing I do want to say about some of this stuff, and like, I know, like, uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the Vancouver real estate podcast, which is heavily residential. Right. But Again, getting back into, you know, the stuff that, you know, I want everybody to do, you know, fantastically well. There's always those ones that, you know, the investors that are in residential right now, it's just, you know, do your, do your reflections and go, listen, that, that residential tenancy act that we have to abide by as landlords uh, in BC, you know, not kind to landlords, where on the commercial side is that you just don't, you have your hopeful triple net lease, carefree triple net lease, which makes it, I don't know, just for my clients, for myself, it's just much easier, much more predictable, uh, you know, way of, of, you know, achieving, you know, the uh, real estate investment objectives on that side. So it's just for all those that are comfortable in residential, it is, you know, great. But if you want to explore the commercial side is like, you know, talk to one of Corey's guys or uh, give uh, give one of my guys or I a call and we just sort of chat through with it. Yeah. You know, the irony, just thinking about that, uh, thinking about my own portfolio and, and just what's happened over the last year uh, on the residential side with rents kind of exploding, I think a lot of people are just either, they basically can't move right? They, they've locked in rents over the last five years that no longer make sense from a market perspective. And, you know, I was talking to some tenants and they were like, yeah, we'll stay here forever. Don't worry. We, we don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> You're like, of course you don't. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm going to raise the rent, whatever I can, $14. <laughs> it, but the irony is, you know, the higher the rents go, I think there's there's an incentive not to move for a lot of people. And it, it kind of makes it challenging. You know, it's challenging for everybody, tenants and landlords, but no uh, point well taken. It's a different world. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a different world. And then you hit the, the nail on the head. It's not more complicated. It's just different. So that's where, for all those listeners here, keep that in the back of your mind. So Al, before we let you go for the day, we have our six pack of lighthearted questions that we ask all of our guests. And I think we've asked them more to you than anybody. So we have a special 
six pack for you today if you've got a few more minutes for us. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't read a book recently, so I'm hoping that you guys are going to ask you that one there. <laughs> the six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. So we'll, 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 so we'll kick it off here. So Al, if you had your choice over the holidays, who makes the best turkey dinner? And you got three options and think very, very closely, very wisely who you pick. Your wife's turkey dinner, your mom's turkey dinner, or your mother-in-law's turkey dinner. Which one makes the best turkey dinner out? <laughs> They're all listening. Okay, hands down, it's my wife. And the reason I'm going to ask, and it's a funny answer, is like, okay, so my mother, she came over from England in like the late 1960s. And I don't think she has an understanding of what like a medium cooking is. It's like everything is overcooked and dry. And so that's just the way the British do it. There's not a lot of taste in that thing. So it's uh, my wife has got a great turkey recipe. You'll be sleeping in the bed tonight. That was a very wise answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question two for you, Al. Uh, new year, new Al. What's your, uh, what's the resolution? Well, this is one of those, uh, it's the hard part, man. Like I'm doing the dry January for, for the first time. So I am also it, doing it, the dry January. How's it going? Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, it's going great. I got a Fitbit and I'm tracking my uh, sleep uh, like you wouldn't believe. And I tell you what, sleep scores are going way up. It's amazing. Now, I put 10 pounds on during, uh, you know, 2022, so I've got the goal to take those 10 pounds off and, you know, hopefully a little, uh, little less uh, festivity and, and eating, you know, early in 2023. What was the best Christmas gift you received over the holidays? Oh, you know what is, oh, we haven't even brought this up. Our uh, World Juniors, you know, the Canada boys brought home the gold, which is awesome. So I actually got two things. I got like Canadian socks, work socks, but they look like a skate blade. So oh. it was a very cool hmm. gift I got there. And then also the underwear with the Canadian flag on it. So those were, you know, that was one present. And, you know, I'm a diehard Canadian and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, it was perfect timing to get those with the World Junior Tournament over the uh, the holiday break. Yeah, I feel like that overtime win in the third period when they were up to and they got the two, the Chechia, is it Chechia now? Yeah, it's Chechia. In any event, when they got those two goals, it was kind of like I was kind of excited because the overtime was going to be great. And it was, yeah, it was great to see them uh, bring it home. That's for sure. Death row meal, Al. You're on death row. You have one last meal. I'm guessing it's your wife's turkey, but let's, <laughs> let's hear it. You know what? Jesus, these are like, a, I kind of rotate around all the, uh, the kind of stuff there. You know, but again, if this was like the last meal, Man, oh man, I just, I love a nice medium rare steak. I don't eat a lot of steak, right? But, you, you know, uh, a steak that I uh, barbecue myself, you know, a little shout out to uh, some of the, uh, you know, the, the guys at the Meridian uh, by my house is that you pick up a few of those bad boys for the family. Nothing better than, uh, than that with obviously all, all the, the good stuff, throwing a little blue cheese or uh, borsan cheese and that stuff. That, that's my favorite thing. Well, I hope you end up on death row and I can come join you because that sounds delicious. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest you know, way possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not necessarily good for the heart, but it's, uh, hey, you're on death row, man. Like, live it up. And, and I'm, I'm going to throw a shameless plug in here since we're speaking about the World Juniors. We're in the process right now of planning our grand opening for our Kamloops office 
in uh, mid-February, and we're, uh, we do a lot of sponsorship in Arena and various programs with the Kamloops Blazers. So we were on the phone this morning trying to get our, our good friend Logan, who just recently won the gold medal there at Team Canada, to come do photos and everything like that for everyone who attends our grand opening. So we'll fingers oh, crossed. Oh, very cool. Fingers crossed to see if we can get him or not. Oh, you know what? That, that would be awesome. I, I love his nickname, Stanky. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's yeah. Is, yeah, he was awesome on that tournament. Uh, yeah. I'm proud of that boy. Yeah, so we'll see. Watch the social media accounts to see if we can get them or not to come join us. Al, what are you currently binge watching on Netflix, Amazon, or anywhere else you watch TV? You know what? I just uh, finished binge watching uh, The Recruit on Netflix. So Ooh. it's just first year, eight episodes. Uh, I think I took that down in like uh, four days or something like that. What is the the general thrust? It's like a young CIA operative on uh, on that thing who's a, a lawyer with them. So, you know, have a peek at it there, man. It's just fun and it's entertainment for, you know, for we, we deal with the finances all, all day, every day when you can, you know, turn off your brain and then uh, watch something uh, fun and enjoyable. That was what I did. And for the listeners, it's Logan Stankoven is the Kemloose Blazer who just won the gold medal. Because I know I'll get some emails after the show about, Who's Logan? So Logan Stankoven. We're, You're we're, on a first name basis. If, if he listens to this podcast, we're asking for you to join us on February 8th. And we talked to Stacy in the Kamloops office today. So she's going to come talk to you. <laughs> uh, Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Hopefully they're in uh, they're in town now with their schedule. Appar- apparently they are because we talked to them this morning because we, uh, we ask everyone who attends all of the events we do that we pick sort of some local charities to give back to. So we're talking to the Blazers this morning about some of their charities that they do. So we'll have, we'll raise a little bit of money for their charities and we'll hopefully have a couple of the Blazers come out for some photos with all the attendees that day. Perfect. That sounds awesome, man. Last question for you, Al. It's not dry January. You're in a bar mid-December. Somebody puts a karaoke mic in your hand. What song are you singing? Oh, Jesus. I, I'm going to say the Bon Jovi living on a prayer. That, that could be one of our most used answers that we get lots of people we could actually maybe next year we could actually bring them all to the studio together and we could do a karaoke session here we've had quite a few people or, or dead or alive is another one that people have said as yeah, well Yeah, you know what I, I wonder why that is ow why why is that is it you think it's an easy one to sing or is it one that everybody will sing along to i feel like i would do that well, song you too think but. you guys have to know it's like i'm a little older than you guys right so it is that was like our high school party music it was acdc you know Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, you know, those, those were the things that we cranked out. So, you know, I don't really listen to anything that's uh, newer than 1995. I feel like Adam Sandler in Grown Ups now, where just like <laughs> I just tune out with anything that, that's newer than 1995, right? So <laughs> that's where it is. Well, next time I see you, I'll introduce you to a really good band called Nickelback. So you don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll give you some good modern music for you. Okay, yeah, that sounds good then. <laughs> and Al, for all of our listeners who want to find out more about all the great work you guys are doing over there at the Impact Commercial Group, how can they find out more about you guys? Okay, that's a great question. So you can look on our website, www.impactcommercial.ca. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're uh, all on there. We just recently hired a you know a wonderful new gal named Pawnees who's helping us completely refresh everything on that aspect there. Barring that is give me a call. My cell phone number is 604-999-2265, which is my cell, or talk to any one of our brokers. We're all in the same office. We all collaborate extremely well together, and we're just here to help everybody that uh, comes uh, into our, our lives the best we can. 
Fantastic. Well, well, thanks again for your time, Al. As always, it's enlightening and really thankful that you took the time. Absolutely, guys. Just want to wish you guys all a, a very happy, prosperous, healthy new year. You know, let's make some magic happen in 2023. Sounds great, Al. Thanks for your time. Once again, we appreciate it. You bet. Anytime, guys. Have a great one. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Our interview with Alan Haig, managing partner, Impact Commercial, 2023, excitement, optimism, know what you're doing was the takeaway today. You know what? Know what you're doing. Think strategically. And also, I will just say about, because I think we were kind of singing Al's praises in the introduction, but one thing I've been thinking about lately is a lot of the the most successful people I know, uh, guys like Al, are, you know, they're smart. They're cynical, but overwhelmingly they're optimistic about the market and the long term. You have to be. And I think real estate, it's always been a long game. And I think in Vancouver, you know, you go back, we've had a great, what, 10-year run, give or take. And we get stuck in a bubble because during COVID, we kind of outperformed a lot of provinces, probably lots of places in the world. People get to the point that if they buy something, if it doesn't double the next year, it's broken. Right. When... Traditionally, real estate's always been like, hey, I'll buy a house. I'll put down some money. My tenant will pay it off over 20 years. And if it's worth more than I bought it for, I win. Yeah. If not, I put down 20. The tenant paid 180000 for me. I got 200000 to show for my money. So I think we get stuck and jaded in that aspect of it. So I think guys like Al and there's a lot of great guys out there that really know what they're doing. And they really think this is a great opportunity. And they don't be bashful. Don't be scared to get in the market because there's opportunities now, such as like in Kelowna that we talked about which was a, a white hot real estate market in all asset classes, both residential and commercial that you couldn't really get in. And now you're getting the opportunity to get into these markets because you, they're, they're turn out turning over as fast. You, there's some great opportunities out there to get in that fast forward a year or two years, you're going to be the smartest guy in the room because yeah. that demand is going to come right back because it's all pent up on the side right now. This is, I will say, uh, Al gave away some of his, the, what he called the secret sauce at the last episode of the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast of 2022 with John Switzer, which which was a great episode that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. Corey, you gave away your secrets. If you're looking for kind of a strategic lesson, I'd say these two podcasts together, there's a lot of wisdom there. Well, I was excited as well because now I didn't realize Al didn't know about Nickelback. So I'm excited (laughs) to go teach him all about Nickelback now and have a listening party. It's funny. I was driving over here today and I've got the music a little bit too loud in the car. I'm yeah. excited to see you. Yeah. you know, Adam's back. I've yeah. decided to reintroduce myself to him. I haven't <laughs> seen him for so long. Um, I'm excited. So I, I pull up to a light, probably I think around 8th and Camby. And the guys are crossing the crosswalk. And I have my music probably loud enough that you can probably actually hear the lyrics outside of the car. Yeah. And this guy walks by and looks at me, makes me uh, makes eye contact, gives me a thumbs up. So I'm thinking in my head, well, if I was listening to Elton John, yeah. right? Or Michael Bublé, for that matter. Yeah. And he gives me a thumbs up to Michael Bublé. That's a Michael Bublé fan. I know that because he's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, I've got Nickelback's new album really loud. I get the thumbs up. I'm either getting, hey, great song. I, too, am a Nickelback fan. Or because you're listening to Nickelback, you are the biggest loser I've met this year. <laughs> I was so, say, I'm this not, is... so I could have got either or, right? The thumbs up was either you're a loser, you're listening to Nickelback, or me, too, I like Nickelback. I don't know. <laughs> Any other band, it was just a, hey, great song. Yeah. Nickelback, don't know how to take it. I haven't heard their new album. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what, do you, what are you doing for the next 45 minutes after this? It's a listening party. It's a listening party. Over we're, Impact we're, Commercial. We're going to Al's house. <laughs>
So Corey, how can people find out about about William Wright Commercial? Uh, of course, this is your brokerage, best brokerage in the city. Dare I say the province? Well, we, know, we know the province now because we're very excited to say we have our Kamloops office opening. It feels like any week now. Right. It's ready to go. And then we have our Central Island office opening in beautiful Parksville, just outside of Nanaimo that will service the whole Central Island area. That's set to open in February as well. So that will be our seventh brokerage office at that time, which will give us more coverage, more dedicated brokerage offices throughout the province and anybody else. But if they want to reach us, they can reach us on our website at williamwright.ca. Call our head office, 604-428-5255. Let us know what you're looking for. We'll put you in touch with the best broker in the province for your needs. Or send me an email, corey at williamwright.ca. Always glad to hear what's going on out there. Always happy to talk real estate. Fantastic. And of course, these episodes and their summaries live at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And we are launching our new website. And I think I mentioned this. It's January 11th or 13th, I think. And the summaries are going to be even better than they are on the current site. So stay tuned for that with uh, more information, more resources, Vancouver realestatepodcast.com. I won't be here next week, Corey, but we know you will be. I will be. We've got some tremendous guests that we've, we've lined up for 2023. We'll be unrolling them on a weekly basis. We're very excited to have everyone we do. So we got a lot of exciting and upcoming episodes. So just hang tuned. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Subscribe today. 